Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Gail. And I'm Catherine. And we're the active voice of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and we're delighted to welcome you to today's episode. Each week, we showcase vital women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who continue to shatter the myths that we become invisible as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest focuses on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance. Bobby Wilson educator, entertainer, performance coach, metaphysician, and motivational speaker, is 72 years old and lives in Chicago. She's also a singer-actress, voiceover jingle performer, and recording artist. Bobby was introduced to us by our guest Jackie Walker, episode 43. Bobby is known best as the featured jazz blues vocalist with international jazz bands and orchestras from Las Vegas to Atlantic City. She recently retired as professor of instruction from Columbia College, Chicago, after serving almost 40 years on the music department faculty. Now, poised for her third act, Bobby uses some of her favorite tunes to set the stage for workshops that inspire, empower, and entertain in her Music with a Message presentations, influenced by the teachings of Ernest Holmes, Catherine Ponder, Neville, and other New Thought teachers and mystics. She brings tips, pointers, and reminders of our connection to the universal presence within. Women often feel an imposed isolation that can result from divorce, separation, death of a loved one, and fear of facing the future alone. Music, movement, and motivational messages open the mind to new ways of thinking and can result in a spurt of spiritual awakening. Bobby Wilson, hello. Hello to you, Gail and Catherine. I'm so happy to be with you. And we're so pleased to welcome you to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. You've had quite a life and you became a jazz vocalist and professor of instruction at Columbia. Would you tell us a little bit about how this life found you or you found it? And uh, we'd love to hear more. I've always uh, sung. My mother said that I used to sing instead of coo. I don't recall back that many years, but I'm sure she was right. And of course, the first singing was in church and in school. And in church, I was um, a choir director. And then after being on the road with Milt Trenier, who is now in his 90s, as a matter of fact, and traveling all around the country, I settled in Chicago. And as a result of some of the acquaintances I made in the music business, including one of my best friends at that time, Gloria Morgan, I was able to um, come on board at Columbia College. Gloria and I knew each other very well, and she knew that I had the experience directing and conducting choirs in my church. And she was teaching, or the instructor for the Columbia College Choir. 
they were about to have their first performance for a Christmas show. And since she was an excellent pianist, she thought that it would be great if I could come and conduct while she accompanied. Sheldon Patinkin at that particular time was the chair of the uh, department, which was combined theater and music. And he happened to be on campus the day that our choir performed. He then mentioned this to Bill Russo, who was the director of the contemporary music program at Columbia, and said that these two women did a great job. William Russo called us in the office and offered us a co-teaching position for the choir if we could get 20 people to sign up. <laughs> well, 90 people signed up. Oh, my. <laughs> And as we, um, both of us kind of made our mark on, on the music department, I was offered more and more responsibility, uh, more classes to teach, and eventually inherited the position from Carol Laverde, who was the, um, the coordinator for voice studies there. And this was about... 12, 15 years ago, I'm not really so sure. And that's how I met um, Dick and Jackie Dunscombe because he became the chair of the music department and Carol uh, suggested that I uh, evolve into that position. And here we are today with 40 years almost of service at Columbia. <laughs> so that's Jackie Walker Dunscombe, correct? Yes, Jackie Walker Dunscombe. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a career you've had there, and I'm sure you've influenced many uh, people who who are now have careers of their own, right? I have a lot of students, uh, and I'm very proud of them. I think that's probably um, one of the best things about Columbia is the fact that I met so many students and they are now going on to pursue their careers in music. And a lot of them are award-winning and recognized and busy making their mark in the business, even though the business has changed as a result of what we're all going through today. Yes, yes. Yes, you know, you talk about, uh, we had a conversation about your, what you said, you said you were in your third act. And so what, what does that mean? And, you know, you, I know metaphys, metaphysical uh, principles are very important to you. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that um, our lives are divided into basically three acts, um, 30 from the time that we're able to um, be involved in our own progress, our own unfoldment, our own awareness, uh, until we're 30 is the first act. From 30 to 60, second act. And 60 until we just ease on out of here is the third act. So that's why I feel I'm in my third act at 72. I've been in my third act for about 12 years, but I continued what was happening in my second act which was um, Columbia edu being an educator was probably the highlight or the highlighted part of my career. And my plan was to now devote more time to motivational speaking and of course singing. And 
here we go again. Which is one of the, the names of my uh, my mm, topics, I guess you might say that for, for workshops and discussions is when shift, S H I F like Frank T happens. So now there's a shift in the way the world works, and there is a shift in the way that I'm going to work with it. So you you say that uh, negative events, and this is certainly one of those lead to a shift in consciousness. Tell us a little bit more. Well, you either are drowned or you learn how to swim. Um, So, and this is, and I'm surprised I even said negative. I uh, don't usually use that kind of language. I would prefer to think of them as challenging events. Um, And every day, we are confronted with challenging events. It's just that when they compound themselves, that they seem larger than life. And sometimes you just have to um, know that this is temporary. Uh, I was brought up in the Baptist church, and of course part of that was Bible study and Sunday school. And it wasn't lost on me when I uh, heard them often talk about, and it came to pass. Mm-hmm. And never once did they say, it came to stay. <laughs> and so it came to pass. And so how are you adjusting to the track you were on? It certainly has come to pass that the track you were on is not, um, not going to be, at least for a short while, um, in, the, in the picture. So how are you thinking about all this? Well, first of all, my retirement is still a few days off, so I'm wrapping up everything that is in association with Columbia, and it's sort of at a fevered pitch. When um, C-19 shut down all the schools, we had to reinvent the way that we taught our students. Uh, We also had to familiarize ourselves with things like Zoom (laughs) and uh, teaching um, from a remote distance. And since this was something new that I learned in my third act, then I had to adjust to that. Now I am in the throes of winding up my coordination duties uh, as the coordinator of the voice division at Columbia, making sure that everything is in tip-top shape when uh, my last day as the coordinator and as a faculty member uh, is approaching, and that's May 31st. So I'm even looking forward to June 1st (laughs) to see just what this is going to be. I am a widow. My husband passed away uh, four years ago, and I stayed at Columbia to fill my days, my time, my moments, and I think that's what we do. We find a way to fill the, uh, or, or take the place of things that are no longer happening in our lives. I hesitated because I almost said emptiness, but I don't really think of it as emptiness either. I think of it as a well to be filled, and it's up to us what we put in it. Yes, and and so were you planning on retiring prior to this? Well, had my husband um, not been ill for almost 10 years, Of course, we always had these ideas of uh, my, he he was older than I was, but my eventual uh, 
um, retirement. And then we would travel together and have fun together and just do more together. And I would sing more all around the world. And he would join me on those vacations um, that were both working and business trips. So then after that didn't happen, I continued to work. Mm -hmm. And I was also a caregiver because he was at home for uh, the majority of the time that he had his, uh, his health challenge. Mm. Yes, you learn a lot from that, don't you? Oh, you sure do. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, I learned to do things that I didn't even know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I certainly get that. Bobby, I'm wondering if... Um Given that you've you've learned to teach on using Zoom, if you uh, will be doing some of your own singing and your uh, inspirational, motivational speaking using that medium. Yes, at, exactly. And I I feel so fortunate. I've had a lot of people say, "Oh my goodness, what a way to retire! You had to learn all these new things." And I feel that nothing is wasted. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I am going to simply translate these things that I'm learning as a requirement at the end of my tenure at Columbia College to take on into my third act. And sometimes the third act um, evolves into an earlier encore because of the rave applause and acceptance and awareness of your life that propels you so quickly and uh, so expansively that it looks like an encore to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bobby, I'd like to hear more about the music with the message, those presentations. Can you describe well, it? Well, I, it was in previous um, performances a vignette of some applicable ideas of awareness New thought is what we call those things, and a song that would set the scene for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now it is changed somewhat. So I could use, um, uh, sing a song and have the audience break out in the song. And before you know it, everybody's singing along, they're moving, they're, they've got smiles on their faces, and it doesn't matter what they came in with that might be uh, heavy on their hearts or weight on their shoulder. And well, then, oh, go on, sorry. I, I was just going to say that, that if I could do Pilates over Zoom, <laughs> then, then you could still do that and have people be able to move. And, you know, there's lots of dance parties going on on Zoom. Well, I'd like for them to move their minds into a state of awareness. And that's one of the reasons I'm so happy to be on your podcast, because I was hoping that you two ladies would end up being my mentors to help me uh, to have something similar to what you have to reach um, not only women, but also the, the people who are creatives, you know, we're going through quite a challenge right now, particularly singers, because singing is a, an unmasked activity. Mm -hmm. And we're not sure of if we'll have this chance to sing together. And it's evolving, and you can see all these wonderful things happening on um, 
social media where music is being made, just not in the same rooms. So I think that that's being done well enough right now, but maybe there's not enough encouragement for people who are finding this particularly challenging um, and resulting in some emotional and, um, you know, some anger. Sure. Some stress and... And so uh, that might be what is going to initially occupy the curtain up on this third act. <laughs> we, we are happy to be your mentor, that is for sure. And uh, welcome you into our, our community. Yes. So we hope, we hope you'll participate in the Zoom calls that we have with our community and the next one is in June, and so we'll, we'll look forward to your being a part of that. I think that these women are from all over the country, all over the world. And yes. so, yes, that would be really our honor if you would, if you would participate with us. Tell me, are your, uh, do you have any recordings on YouTube that our listeners can, can uh, hear you sing? Yes, and I, I'm remiss at that. I'm, I'm not very good at touting myself or my music, but other people have posted things. And um, I have some recordings that I've made with the Chicago Jazz Ensemble mm -hmm. and some recordings that I've made with uh, the Tommy Gunter um, experience. I believe that's what he goes by. Mm -hmm. And also with uh, Harold Morrison and Company Band. And then I have my own album that um, was produced some time ago. Mm -hmm. That was one of my goals. I was going to produce a new album, and I don't know if that's going to take on a new shape since we probably won't be in the recording studio together. But that album to which I was referring is, um, is It's About Time. And when I made that album, I hate to tell you how many years ago we were talking about it's about time I made an album. And I guess this one's going to be, <laughs> be called It's That Time Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, if you, if you put in Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-W-I-L-S-Y-N, I'm sure there are different um, presentations and performances and recordings that will be um, available. The latest one that I saw was a recording I made with Orbert Davis, who has the Chicago Jazz um, Philharmonic. And I was on an album with uh, Kurt Elling, and um, Orbert was revisiting some of his favorite moments in his recording. Um, in his recorded albums and happened to post that one on Facebook. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I did see that, and it's called Midnight in Bahia. Okay. Yes. So, so as you sit here now, and tell us, what are, what are you thinking about aging? How are you thinking about life moving forward and aging. I mean, you've given us a little, a little hint of the way that you think, but do tell us more. I'm having a pretty good time at it. I, I am very grateful that um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I have uh, no health challenges to, to speak of. I 
I feel younger than I am, and I think that that is probably due to spending almost 40 years in the company of college students who seem to keep getting younger. (laughs) 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 And um, I really do think being around young people can keep you young, but I also think that it's a state of mind, Mm -hmm. as is everything. And I believe that I was born for a time like this, so apparently I was born to be this age, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to ride this train and see where it leads, and if if I hear some screeching of the wheels, I'll put a little oil on it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it. Yeah, that's really great. So is there anything about your, your life, your career, that how you've managed to keep moving forward that you, you would like to share with our listeners in addition to what you've just said? I think there's something to be said of expecting the best. That goes back to this to shall pass. Because that's what life is. Life shows you so many facets of itself. And how are we going to respond to it? And it's not that we won't have challenges and we won't cry, we won't have losses, we won't experience things like stress and anger and anxiety and even, unfortunately, periods of hopelessness. But there's always, in my opinion, there's always something within, this power within that is there and available. I also feel that you do have to ask. You have to ask for help. Ask for help not only from this universal principle uh, of which I speak, but ask for help for those representatives of that universal principle your friends, your neighbors, uh, and you'll just be amazed at how they will respond. They're willing to help. But if you don't ask, you're going to end up with the same answer anyway. No. So (laughs) why not just step out and risk it and ask for that help? Um, I've always known it, but Jackie uh, Walker was the one that suggested I, I ask that you be my mentor. (laughs) Um, And uh, people have asked me and I've never turned them down. And you just have to be open to the fact that you're not going to know all the answers. Exactly. Somebody who will. Mm -hmm. And they might not even know you have a question unless you ask. (laughs) That's a very good way to state it. That's right. And uh, so many of us, right, are just hesitant to to show our vulnerability or exactly. show what it is that we don't know exactly and that's why we are all here we're here to help we're here to assist we're here to support prop up whatever is needed i believe that there are three kinds of people leaders learners and leaners and we're all that at one time or another. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I have to lean on somebody. And when I'm leaning on them, they're probably someone who has already learned what it is I need to know. And therefore, they become a leader because they help me until I can get myself through those three kinds of positions. And then the cycle starts all over again. <laughs> yes, I think you need to get this out to the world. And, and create your, your uh, music with a message or your missives <laughs> with a message and, and let people hear from you, Bobby, because you have a lot to say that makes sense. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I do feel that everyone has a purpose. Obviously, you are fulfilling your purpose, Gail and Catherine, by doing this and recognizing that... Um, my mother used to say, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> <laughs> and then she used to also say, don't nothing get old but clothes and cars. And if you wait around long enough, they'll come back in style. <laughs> I like that one. Yes. <laughs> and it so, was so true. <laughs> yes. I tell you, there's nothing better than that mother wit. You know, those sayings of your grandmother, your mother, those are, they, they had a lot of wisdom. They mm-hmm. did. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, th- this has been just delightful. We so appreciate your coming and sharing your life with us and, and what your third act is looking like and, and where you're aiming. And um, I look forward to talking with you again, as I know, Catherine does too. Oh, yes. And please keep me informed about the, the next uh, get-togethers, whatever they may be. I, I'm so inspired and, and by what you are doing. And I know there are a lot of other women who will be inspired and who also could use this platform to uh, talk about how they're facing um, this third act. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Bobby, for joining us today. Uh, and listeners, we want to hear from you. Please share your thoughts in our Facebook group at Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Become an active participant in our community and join us at our Zoom events. Access our weekly Wednesday podcasts. If you know a vital woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us at womenover70.com. We'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com. <laughs>